0: There is a way, and that way is forward together. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to season two. Welcome to live. At 8. That's right, folks. We're live. It is 8 a.m. Well-being Wednesday. Well-being Wednesday. And my name is John, if I haven't met you yet. and A lot of you guys are watching this at wearemission.online live. And you're commenting. This is great. We love, love seeing that. Uh, some of you guys are going to be catching this a little bit later, perhaps on YouTube, or a whole bunch of you are going to be listening to this wherever you get your iTunes. iTunes. Wherever you get your podcast from. This is a podcast as well. And so, whether that's on uh, iTunes or Spotify or Google, um, hey, welcome to the show. Live at Eight is something that happens Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. This is season two, episode two. We have a different theme of these three days. Uh, Monday has a theme, Wednesday has a theme, Friday has a theme. The theme today for Wednesday is all about your well being. If you've noticed, and I think you have, uh, the struggle bus is at max capacity folks the struggle bus it truly is and so uh, joining me on wednesdays for well-being wednesday is none other than the one and only there he is folks brian silver how we doing buddy good morning guys
1: good to be with you again here we go season I'm- two episode two yeah i'm excited to be back good to be with you guys so i'm um, i'm
0: pumped and uh, it looks like you got a haircut over the uh, they you know over the summer. Looks nice. Yeah,
1: believe it or not, I finally finally got uh, got an appointment and was able to uh, you know, get the hair off of my ears. Wow. I can hear again. It's nice. It's. When you look
0: look feel at the breeze. Look oh, at sharks. Those listening uh, to the podcast, they can't see what I'm talking about, but um, they can grab this on YouTube or at wearemission.online. dot online. Hey, man, it's good to see you. Thanks for thanks for joining us. We're gonna go on a 13 week run, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've got, uh, well, we've got this six week series to start with and then we'll, we'll have to let you guys know what we're doing next. But yeah, the struggle bus is going to be, uh, going to be an intense one for us to walk through together. Yep. So, Hey, you're, you're back
0: in what appears to be your dining room like you were for season one. Is that right? Is that where you got it?
1: Well, I wanted people to feel comfortable with my hair changing. I didn't want everything to change. So
0: (laughs) you're good. I'm in my office here in my, uh, Strat Stratford Drive. So not to switch everything up too much, but uh, I'm, I'm here at the office and man, it's good to see you today. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to begin a six week conversation on six strategies for the struggle bus. And I, I just love, I just, I that the whole phrase struggle bus is, is kind of fun. And it, it's true. I mean, so many, Brian, I know you're seeing this so many Uh, not of just them, but us. So many folks right now, including us, are experiencing uh, challenges and struggle. And what we want to do on Wednesdays is give content to truly help those that would say, yeah, I I have boarded the struggle bus. And so uh, you've put together six strategies to help, and I'm excited about it. Strategy number one, what do you got for us, buddy?
1: Yeah, so strategy number one is radical acceptance. Yeah. And we're going to look at a few different components of this and where this leads us. But radical acceptance is critical to start with simply because in a season like this, when we are overwhelmed, our tendency is to control. Yeah. And control, as much as it's instinctual to do it, can really kind of derail how we navigate such struggles Um, the the reality is is that we don't have anywhere near the amount of control that we'd like to believe Mm. and the more that we scramble for it the more overwhelmed we get the more frustrated we get it damages relationships it's it's a mess Mm. so what we want to start with is this idea of radical acceptance and so radical acceptance very simply put Um, radical meaning extreme Hmm. acceptance meaning so we're accepting right so it's an extreme form of acceptance and and the idea behind this is that when we are and I the way that I've talked about this in the past is if you if you were riding your bike and you hit a rock and you flew over your handlebars and you were in midair you know, there's, there's really nothing that you can do to stop the crash and burn.
0: Mm.
1: It's going to happen. I mean, unless you know how to fly or something <laughs> like that, that I don't know, you're going to crash and burn. And so you can brace yourself. You can get rigid. You can do a lot of different things mm. to try to control what's happening. But what's going to happen is when you get that rigid, you're actually going to get hurt worse. Mm. And if you stay loose, if you just kind of say, hey, I'm going to accept that I'm flying through the air and I'm going to crash and burn, and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. And so I'm just going to stay loose and roll through it. Will I still get banged up and bruised? Yes. Yes, I will. But I won't get so banged up. I won't break my wrist like I might Mm -hmm. if I were to get so rigid. Yes. And with all of us riding this struggle bus we're all facing things that we want to control Hmm. it it might be uh might be work situations it might be family situations could be a lot of different stuff could be um whether or not we have to wear a mask could be lots and lots of things have you heard of of e-learning before uh no no what is this
0: um I'm not sure about how much learning is happening, but there's the E means that it's happening, you know, from, from your house. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you talk to a lot of people, this is what you do for a living as a Christian therapist. The whole school thing, young parents, I mean, their head is, they were trying to get their head above water. And now again, in some ways they're flying over the handlebars, you know, just just longing for some space, longing for some relief. How are we going to do this? I mean, especially in our context here, there's folks that watch the show that live in different places, you know, in America, but we're here in suburban Chicago and, you know, most are dual income families, man, Holy cow. Just that is such a
1: struggle for so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are people who are doing their due diligence and, there's still nothing that they can do to change their current circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I am not here to say that radical acceptance means don't do your due diligence. Be responsible, be invested, do what you can. But when there's things that are outside of our control and we're trying to grab things that are out of our control, we're actually working against the grain. That's good. That's good. So, um, so let's look at a couple of things that are important in sort of setting our minds uh, in the right direction on this. The, the first thing, uh, and actually in season one, I, I remember uh, Michelle Lenz touching on, yeah. on this concept. Uh, she's and awesome. I, Hello yeah. Michelle.
0: She's watching. She's great.
1: Yeah, She's, she's great. And um, so Ryan, I'm, I, I'm, I'm double fisting today.
0: I have coffee and Propel. So just, I know those that are watching, are like, what is going on? It's just, this is how I roll. I got something hot and I got something cold. Why choose, why choose if you don't have to?
1: That's right. I challenge you to have three next <laughs> next Wednesday.
0: And I, I just want to see you juggle on them. See, I want to be in
1: control. Maybe I need no. some radical acceptance. <laughs> Maybe so. Okay. So Michelle Lenz touched on this idea of of grieving. and And this is a critical component. Uh, and I, I want to talk to you a little bit about how, uh, how to and not to do this, because part of this control versus radical acceptance is we sort of want to move past this as if it's not happening. Ah, uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this, right? And, and the reality is, is it is happening, and we are flying over the handlebars, and our circumstances are very different. And there is a grief component to that. Mm. So here are the two things that we do with grief that are unhealthy. One is we avoid it. And the other is that we lose ourselves in it. Mm. So if we avoid it, we're still in that, that posture of anxious control. I'm, I'm going to pretend this isn't happening. I'm, okay, well, that's, that's going to wear on us. But losing ourselves in it does the same thing and is actually also another form of anxious control. Mm -hmm. We're we're so worried about what is changing and how that pain is taking over us that we can't even imagine Mm -hmm. engaging forward. And we can actually... Take a uh, take a lesson from ancient Jewish practice, which is really interesting. They have a, a formal process of grieving, of mourning, huh. and the way that they do this is so. Back in ancient times, uh, they would tear their clothes if they were in mourning, and so so today the way they represent I, that
0: I'm I'm doing uh, the Bible in one year. Yeah, was, I'm in Job right now. So <clears throat> oh
1: yeah, really this morning I was reading through Job, and that's what he was
0: he was doing. How about that?
1: <laughs> absolutely so that's what he was doing he's grieving totally yeah okay. so so this this tearing of the clothes represents grief well so today if somebody dies in uh in the jewish faith people will take a piece of cloth and they will tear it and they'll wear it on their their shirt for a, a, a period of about a month or so okay. yeah i i I, th- I can't remember my my brain is blanking if it's 30 or 40 days whatever it is um oh. but but there's a defined period of time and what it represents is i am in a formal period of mourning huh. okay when that formal period of mourning ends they take that pin off and they re-engage in normal activity doesn't mean that they're done grieving doesn't mean that they're done being sad right but they create and a formal space to bring an end to that that formal morning time and to move forward Mm. and so in this season we need to define that if you haven't grieved you're going to keep spinning your wheels so you need to grieve that but Mm. you need to define a space and time for it validate it and then commit to at this date put it on your calendar mark it on your wall Mm. at this date I may still be overwhelmed, I may still be sad, I may still be struggling, and I'm going to do those things, and I'm going to keep stepping forward in the things that I need to be doing to engage in life well. So, yeah, so this, is, this is a critical component of, of this is, this is a, uh, something that comes out of radical acceptance. It's not directly radical acceptance, but if we are accepting this moment, grieving is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's another piece that I, I think is important to note uh, in this idea of control versus um, radical acceptance. When we are controlling, when we're trying to control our circumstances, the relationships that are reliable constants hmm. in these changing circumstances take a beating. Hmm. Okay? The thing about the characteristics of love described in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, oh. kind, it keeps no record of wrong, envy. it's not jealous, it does not envy, it does not boast. Right? Okay? Uh, the, um, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all of these things require some form of letting go of control we can't be we can't be controlling and kind dude we can't be controlling good okay so th- this is critical we can't be controlling and patient controlling and joyful con- controlling and keeping no record of wrong right okay so hmm. in this constantly changing environment where we are anxious and we're grabbing for control we're trying to control circumstances that are out of our control and we're neglecting being present with the people who can actually infuse life into us during this season. Mm. Okay. This is, this is so helpful for
0: me. Uh, again, some of you guys are watching this on WeirdMission.online. So, so, so glad that you're tuning in today. A lot of you guys are listening to this uh, as a podcast. So, however, you are engaging in the content today. Welcome to wellbeing Wednesday. I'm with Brian Silver. We're talking about six strategies for the struggle bus. is all about radical acceptance. And what you're talking about, Brian, is is so timely for me because I, for the last two weeks I've been working on my kindness, specifically with, with my kids and my spouse, Kelly, Mm -hmm. which people that know my wife are like, are you kidding me? Like how she's the nicest human being ever. And they're right. And people that know my kids are like, are you kidding me? They're great kids. And they are. And you're putting you're putting your finger on right now what I've been a little bit stuck in of like, why am I struggling with with kindness right now? Yeah. And it's like a major light bulb going off in me right now. I was like, ah, yes, because there have been some things I've been trying to control, especially as a leader, especially as someone that loves to build a plan and execute the plan and reach goals. And uh, it can be maybe even especially hard for folks like me, but I haven't made that connection until you just helped me make that connection of my kindness with the relationships closest to me um, is connected to control. And if I'm willing to, to surrender.
1: Yeah. In control in any other part of your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is free therapy, by the way you're welcome. Thank you. Sir. <laughs> this is great. No, that, that's great. you, you nailed it. That's, that's exactly right. And, um, if, if we're not conscious of that, we will, we will do damage to our, our relationships and those are relationships that are critical for surviving this personally, mm. let alone the fact that we care about these people yes. and want to give them our best.
0: Wow.
1: Right. So, uh, Here's, here's the reality, and, and it's important that we touch on this idea of relationships because um, there is a relational component uh, that we haven't yet discussed that you, you've started to touch on in your message this past Sunday that I want to highlight a little bit in terms of how this connects dots, okay? So letting go of control, radically accepting, sometimes means having to collapse before we move forward, and we need to know how to collapse. Mm. So Jesus says, come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He also says he's the bread of life. The the bread of life. This is significant. Hold Mm. that. The bread of life. There's this account in the book of Acts about a community of people gathering to break bread that is really fascinating in Acts chapter 20. I'm going to take just a second to read this, and I want to talk about this with you because I think this is critical. Yeah. So it says in verse seven, on the first day of the week, we came, to brother, came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, kept talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where they were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. When he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. Hmm. After talking until daylight, he left. The people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. Now, let's look Uh, at
0: what's... My preaching has done that to some people as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've... I've never fallen asleep during your preaching. I have fallen asleep during preaching, not during yours. So, <laughs> okay. compliments to you. That's good. <laughs> um, let's look at this. So, this community of people, a community of people, hmm. not one person, community of people gather to do what? To break bread. Hmm. Okay. Which means that they gathered to eat together, which is, you know, physically sustaining, and they gathered to celebrate. The Lord's Supper to celebrate communion together. Remember God's death and resurrection. So, physically sustaining and spiritually sustaining. And Paul is preaching. Now, they gathered to break bread, which means, you know, they gathered for dinner. Paul's preaching until midnight. And this guy, Eutychus, sitting up in the third story window, um, is hungry and tired from whatever long day he's had. Now, there's this interesting passage. It it says, um, there were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. Theologians have debated why that verse is there. I tend to think it's actually pretty simple. The man is sitting in a room with fluorescent light bulbs all around him. It's to highlight that this guy is so exhausted Mm. that even in a well-lit room, he cannot keep his eyes open. Yes. Now he showed up faithfully in community to to engage in what God asked him to engage. And he just was so exhausted he couldn't do it anymore.
0: Mm.
1: And God doesn't penalize him for being exhausted and collapsing. Oh. Quite the contrary. He's good. This is right. Good what what god does paul paul is god's representative in the story it it says it doesn't say he he kind of saunters over to him he throws himself down on eutychus and restores him to the community and paul doesn't continue preaching until what until they break bread
0: right
1: it's this idea that if we collapse into god we're not going to miss out on the bread you know Mm. god's not going to break bread without us Mm. So we can control and we can try to hold everything together. And and Jesus can simply be saying, I am the bread of life. Come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden. Radically accept this because I will give you rest. Hmm. And if we do that, if we collapse in exhaustion, God can restore us. Hmm. And he does this in community and he restores us to community. Yes. Just like Moses Mm -hmm. trying to hold up his hands, getting tired. He's exhausted and community supports him. Jesus restores and the community supports. Mm -hmm. And so so this is critical for this season because if we try to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps in this season, we will run out of gas. Mm. We don't want to collapse in isolation we don't want to collapse with our back to God Mm -hmm. because God is reaching for us and saying, I am the bread of life. Let me restore Mm -hmm. you. I can get you through any circumstance. Quarantine is not a big issue for me. I can handle that. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so, so this is a season more than any other season that I can recall in recent history. Where this idea of radical acceptance, of letting go of control, and, and really falling into that place of surrender is, is the, uh, the catalyst for restoration that's going to allow us to move forward over and against the circumstances that are wearing us down.
0: Mm. Bro, this is a gift. We are off and running as I said, uh, this past weekend, you are a human, not a machine. And your insight from that passage in acts, <laughs> I've never heard it. I've never heard it explained that way. That is going to stick with me for a long time. This is the first of six strategies for the struggle bus. And, uh, here's what I want to say to those that are watching right now, however you're watching this, whether it's, we are or on YouTube. Hey, let's share this with a friend, grab the link, Text it to a friend because your friends, just like you, just like all of us, this is a difficult time, and this is content that can add value to their life in this season. I would love for you to share it. I'd love for you to get the word out. If you're listening uh, via podcast right now, if you would, you could rate it, you could review it. That would be a gift. If you want the show notes, simply go to johnpeacock.com. The show notes will be there for you. That is all we have for our first of Being Wednesday. Season two, episode two is in the books. Brian Silver, dude, love you, bro. Thank you so so much. We'll see you guys on Friday morning. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to access the show notes, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping.